I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Let's get defensive, Raider Nation. That's right. We're going to talk about the defense here in this second segment of Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition, December 6, 2022. We hope you had a great weekend, enjoying the Raiders' win, walking into work, strutting, right, Mo? Strutting in with that Raider gear on uh, and enjoying the fact that the Raiders have won three in a row. The only team with more wins, by the way, you mentioned it, in the uh, in the last segment, Mo is the Bengals have won four straight, uh, followed mm-hmm. by the Bills and the Raiders with three. So um, that is phenomenal. The Raiders are in good company right now and playing their best can, football. Go ahead. Really quick, sir, can you believe that the the Raiders are mentioned in the same sentence when it comes to win streaks as the Bengals and the Bills? Who saw that coming after the Raiders start to the season? Not me, my friend. Not me. I mean, listen, <laughs> I I we go back a month ago today. Remember, we were talking about teams are who they are at Thanksgiving, and we're like, this team is just, you know, and 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 off the air, we said, man, they do they win another game? Can they win another game? There's a couple coming up, and uh, boy, they've turned it around. And and I think one of the reasons. Oh, by the way, before I get into this. Do us a favor. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just subscribe. Turn on the auto download for us. That's a huge favor. Uh, we will be forever grateful if you do that. If you're watching us on YouTube, thanks. The comments are next to us are always fun. I appreciate it. I love mixing it up with you guys in the comments. So thank you for doing that. Hit the subscription and the notifications bell there. All right, Mo, one of the reasons why this team is playing better Yes, the offense is playing, but the defense, if you look at Patrick Graham's unit, we were talking about, you talked about how everybody wanted to fire Josh McDaniels. Listen, I talked to level-headed Raider fans and listeners of our show who aren't over-emotional fans usually. They don't say fire people, fire people. But when this team was 2-7, and they were all saying, listen, I I think we got to keep Josh McDaniels, but Patrick Graham's got to go. He's got to go. It's not working. It's terrible. This team is just going backward. So they, they jettisoned some people off this team, including Jonathan Abram, by the way. And Mm -hmm. suddenly things get better. They sign Jerry Tillery. We talked about that in the first segment. They bolster the inside of that line. Bilal Nichols comes along. You see Denzel Perryman playing better at linebacker. Despite all the injuries at defensive back, the cornerbacks are playing better. And, of course, you see Duran Harmon at safety. And even Trayvon Merrig is coming back as well. He's starting to play better after just an awful start to the season. Mo, what if you can look at this from the outside and say, okay, what are you seeing 
from this defense as a unit. Now, we talked about individual players, but as a unit, what is happening differently here? What is Graham doing schematically or otherwise to get more out of this defense? I thought when the Raiders struggled, his his schemes were a little too vanilla, but I think that comes with being a new coordinator. Not a new coordinator, but being a coordinator of a new team and, and getting your guys all on the same page. You can't do the complex stuff until you get the basics and the fundamentals down, the tackling, mm-hmm. you know, some of that, some of that had to be worked out. But what I did see in the last game, what I liked was the blitzing. And you saw that with Denzel Perryman shooting up the middle uh, that, that caught Justin Herbert off guard a lot of times, allow other players to make plays. So I do like when Patrick Graham, you know, incorporates the blitz because it, it gives, it gives you some disguise and some element of surprise, I should say. So with that, I think you're starting to see a little bit more of Graham's imprint on this defense. It's not as vanilla as it was early in the season when players were still learning the scheme. So I think it's just part of it is also natural progression and players are getting more comfortable under Patrick Graham. Yeah, that's true. Uh, What about the fact, I mean, I know a lot of people, I see a lot of fans on social media during games and they always want to blitz. Now, Patrick Graham, we saw last year, uh, of course, under Gus Bradley, this team never blitzed. Now you see it occasionally, but he doesn't overuse it either. And that's what's remarkable, too, to me is, again, his scheme and what he does and how he switches it up relies on the pressure up the middle and on the edges. And that's what they're getting. Quick note about blitzing. If you have elite cornerbacks on the on the <laughs> perimeter, then you can blitz because then you're you leaving blitz. your cornerbacks one-on-one with their receivers. But right. if you don't have an elite duo on the back end, I know everyone loves Nate Hobbs, but he's he's not an all-pro yet. Really good. Yeah. Really good for a young guy in his second year, but he's not he, – I mean, he's not a shutdown cornerback yet. So if you don't have an elite duo, you, you don't want to blitz too much because then you allow the opposing quarterback to pick your secondary apart. They can pick on some one-on-one matchups that they like that are advantageous to them and basically, you know, knock off your secondary. So unless you have two shutdown guys on the back end, don't expect hyper blitzing. Unless you're playing for a Don Wink Martindale team who's with the Giants now. Yep. Uh he still blitzes a lot. Sometimes these guys get burnt, but that's 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 just his scheme. That's his person, not personality, but that's how he likes his guys to play on defense. He likes to use, he's probably the highest blitzing defensive coordinator in the league, along with Todd Bowles and Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay, going back to the Super Bowl year, had some you know top-notch yes. guys in the secondary. Now back to the Raiders. They don't have that. So Patrick Graham, yes, he has to mix it up. He has to pick and choose when to blitz, and he has to disguise it very well because, again, when you're playing a quarterback like Justin Herbert or any other uh, quality quarterback, they're able to pick that apart. Even Geno Smith, if you look at his numbers against pressure and against blitz, he's very good against the blitz. So have to be very careful about it, but it's good to see Patrick Graham is using it judiciously and the Raiders are benefiting from it. No question. Up front, too, what what I like about what Graham's doing, and we saw a lot of it actually against the Chargers, is is the twists and everything, all this misdirection and and the movement that he makes. We saw it with uh, inside-outside play with Max Crosby on that left side as well. And we saw Tillery do it, too, not just pushing up the middle, uh, but where they, where they did some mix-ups on the line. And that seems to really – I mean, listen, the Chargers' offensive line was missing, guys. They weren't great. It doesn't matter, though. You play who you play. But it just seems, to your point about not being so vanilla – 
I love what I'm seeing up front and how he's mixing it up. He didn't do that earlier in the year. You're absolutely correct. He's got better talent there now, too, so maybe that helped. But talk about that a little bit and what that does to opposing offensive lines, even those that are better than the lowly Chargers offensive line. Yeah, you're confusing guys on what their assignment is. So when you have a guy going crossing, two guys crossing, then now you're now your offensive line has to communicate with each other who you're passing off who to in a um, split second. Pass rush line. Right. And you have you have to make a split second decision. So when you have a Chargers offensive line that's banged up, no Rashawn Slater out there. They had a rookie left tackle, I believe, out there who who uh <laughs> Chandler Jones dominated on the edge. When you're playing against inexperienced offensive linemen, you're and you're pulling off those twists and stunts. It's a burden to handle. No question. Uh, linebacker. Let's talk about Denzel Perryman for a minute and what he's meant to this defense. Of course, he had the injury earlier and it came back, made some impact, but wasn't the same kind of player we saw last year. And of course, he's aging. So sometimes you consider that and you think about a player falling off as they age, especially a busy year that he had last year leading the NFL in tackles. But suddenly this this in this run, Denzel Perryman looks like, hey, he went down, he found Ponce de Leon, and he drank from the fountain of youth, and he seems to be playing back uh, as effective as he was last year in this stretch. His leadership, too, and what he means in that scheme at that position. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always been a pretty good linebacker. I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't trust him in coverage, but he's always brought that <laughs> fire and passion uh, as a downhill two-down thumper. So, you know, he he's basically showing the pro ball player he was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of him staying on the field and be healthy. Now, again, you'll catch him out there in coverage where he looks out of place, and that's not his forte, not his strength. When he's coming downhill and he's stopping the run and he's forcing the quarterback out of the pocket, he's getting sacks. That's what you use him for. Now, they're probably going to have to find his replacement next year. He's on an expiring contract. So as he gets older, you want to have somebody behind him. They don't have that player yet. I know Luke Masterson is getting playing time, but he's not a starter in this league right now. So no. you're going to have to find someone who's going to succeed Denzel Perryman eventually. But for now, for, for this year, he's exactly what the Raiders need in the middle of that defense. Yeah, and, and you look at now, let's move to the defensive backs. We saw Nate Hobbs come back. We saw Amik Amit Robertson uh, and and Marig, when you look at that unit over the last three weeks, too, uh, they've been better in coverage. I mean, even the nice, beautiful touchdown towards the end of the game against Amik Robertson, he was in the right space. If he was four inches taller or three inches taller, he probably tips that ball, and it's not a it's not a catch uh, for Keenan Allen. So when you look at how those guys are playing, um, again, not elite cornerbacks but if you look at this team and you think about next year when they will build on top of this at least they're getting some depth these guys to me both 
are good. Of course, Nate Hobbs in a different league than Amik Robertson. But what are you seeing on the back end and the improvement there at cornerback and at safety through these three games and these wins? I think it's also maturation process, just the natural mm. progression of getting used to the system. I mentioned that um, earlier uh, with with the all other parts of the defense. When you have young defensive backs and they're switching to a different scheme, they have to get used to what they're doing. It just takes time. I know that's not the scientific football question everyone answer everyone's looking for, but it's natural human nature. If you're doing something new, you're not going to pick it up within the first month or two. It's going to take some time. So you had to be patient with Trayvon Merrick. Of course, Deron Harmon's been around the block, so he would pick it up a lot faster. He's been around schemes a lot a lot longer than these other young players as Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs, it wasn't great the first part of the season either. Now, he came back on Sunday, and he looked like a top cornerback again, but he had his struggles too at the beginning. So let's not, he didn't struggle as much as Merrick did. Mm-hmm. But like, again, when you have young players, it just, it just takes time. Again, that's not the, the football-y answer people's looking for, but that's what it is. With the talent level on the defensive side of the ball, I don't know how, especially after this three games uh, uh, streak here, I don't see how any Raider fans can be disappointed. I mean, this team at this point, if they continue on this track defensively, they're really they're playing better than the talent dictates, right? I mean, up front they got a lot better, so that's that's about talent as well as on the edge, and and having Chandler Jones come alive. Uh, but to me, that's that's the story here. Is look, you're not going to this defense is never going to be top ten. It's not going to be top fifteen. Let's just call it that. But mm-hmm. what they are doing is playing better. And 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 also, we didn't mention this yet, Mo, which is takeaways. For the first time, we're starting to see takeaways from this defense. When's the last time the Raiders had a defense that consistently had that get made turnover or created turnovers? That hasn't happened in years. As I said, when I talked about Daron Harmon, he's he's the guy that's bringing those takeaways that the yeah. Raiders haven't had. The Raiders haven't had a, a guy who's going to uh, force turnovers when the defense can't get off the field after third down. You can kind of, I don't want to say depend on Daron Harmon to do that, but he's the guy that comes up on the spot where he can force a fumble, pick up a fumble, get a pick six. He does it all. We, I mean, so we, we've seen that over the first 13 weeks, and he brings that energy. He brings that turnover mentality on that side of the ball it's kind of like an offensive player on the defensive side of the ball almost with him so it's good to have that for the Raiders uh now who knows if he if he's back next year uh, it would be great to have him because the Raiders are so thin at safety right now uh it would, it would be good to have him back because I know they're probably going to add a player or two at the safety position for him to you know kind of mentor the young guys coming along that would be great because he could still play football at a high level. Apparently, mm-hmm. some people were down on him coming to this year, saying that he was kind of washed. But it turns out he's he's not. He's he's been their best defensive back this season, yeah, no doubt, and led that young group. You know what I mean? Even through through a lot of trials and tribulations and injuries, yep. all that sort. It means a lot to have a veteran uh, back there. Okay, we're going to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to switch sides. We're going to talk about offense. We're going to talk about Josh McDaniels, the play caller, the head coach maybe just maybe he's he's learned he's getting better yeah i think so we'll talk about that when we come back here on silver and black today an odyssey original podcast the tuesday edition don't go anywhere we're coming right back